The following podcast contains spoilers for The Assassin. You have been warned. Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Clinchman Bun, along with your host, Miguel Migosto. That is myself. Mm-hmm. That is the, me. That is I. The one and only baby boy. And you are Glenn. And that's true. The truest yeah. things I've ever heard <laughs> of in my life. How you doing? Um, I'm living, living the dream. Today's Mother's Day, so we got to spend it a little is. time with our madres if we did. It <laughs> is. That's why I'm trying not to wake up the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otherwise, like, I mean, I, he, he's a pretty heavy sleeper regardless, but like it's Mother's Day. Caitlin is also napping. Mama needs some sleep. She needs sleep. Baby needs sleep. I promised her that us doing the podcast would not interfere with anything. So mm-hmm. well, let's, let's cross the fingers that hopefully <laughs> yeah, it stays so, that way. So let's, let's jump into it. Glenn, have you I've watched seen. any movies this week? I have watched one, two, three, four, five, six movies. And Ooh. then of course our movies. I kind of went on a little rampage here. Um, so the first one I had actually started a couple weeks ago, um, but never got around to finishing. I was mm-hmm. just like, mm, this is an okay movie. And then I was like, I just realized I never watched that fully. So I got around to watching it again. It was uh, Daphne. Uh, came out in 2017. It's basically about a girl who uh, doesn't believe in love. So she just kind of s- sleeps with dudes and she's just like, yeah, we're not going to be a thing for long because that's stupid. It just doesn't make sense. But eventually, maybe, maybe she... Maybe she can. Maybe she finds it in herself to actually love somebody. Something tells me that she does. It, it's never uh, it's never really a thing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, I watched a movie called The Secrets We Keep. It was a Joel Kinnaman film, which got me interested the most uh, with uh, Numi uh, Rapace. Rapace? Rapace? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how to say her name, and I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, yeah, I watched it mainly because of Joel Kinnaman. I was in like a Joel Kinnaman movie, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it was it was okay. Like it wasn't anything to write home about. Um, it was basically about a uh, this woman that was basically traumatized by some events that happened in World War II to her and her family, and she uh, marries a man in America, and she comes you know to America and lives there, and then uh, the the traumatizations uh, basically of what happened in World War II in her country kind of came uh, to America in you know the town she lives. Uh, so. It's very, I guess, luckily, air quotes, you could say. Um, yeah. So she kind of takes matters into her own hands about those traumatizations with uh, mm-hmm. Joel Kinnaman. Uh, it was decent. Uh, Joel Kinnaman didn't really get uh, all that, you know, crazy. Uh, and Numi was pretty, she was pretty good in it. But overall, the plot was just kind of okay for the most part. Yeah. After that, I watched uh, Two Lovers. It's with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, that is the movie, his last movie that was released before uh, he pretended to have a mental breakdown mm-hmm. for that uh, documentary him and Casey Affleck made. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it's a very interesting movie. You could, yeah. you could tell he was ready to have a breakdown, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was mainly his character in this movie, but um, th- there's some 
it's a kooky, kooky little movie here. Yeah. I never fully believed that he was having a mental breakdown. I always kind of had a suspicion that it was for like a mockumentary, documentary role type thing. Yeah. But let me just tell you, I am so glad that that was the case and it wasn't like an actual mental breakdown. That he was actually going crazy. Not only for his own health, but also he is such a great actor. He has brought brought us so many great movies after the fact. Absolutely. Um, I I think The Master was after that. And The Master is like a a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. Um Let's see. The Master. Yeah, yeah, The Master was after that. So we would not have The Master if that were the case. Well, not the ma- we wouldn't have The Master that we have. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, yeah. For, for the most part, it was, it was a pretty good film. Um, this yeah. is basically this guy uh, kind of struggling after uh, kind of divorce or breakup uh, with basically these two women that he meets. Like, kind of like, not really a rebound, but he's trying to get his life back together um, mm-hmm. while living with his parents. And it's uh, kind of in between. <clears throat> Hear me out. Two lovers. Um, oh, what? And and what uh, details entail in that story? <laughs> shocking is, is shocking. <laughs> I feel like one of those uh, articles, you know, the like grab articles. Um, you after won't that, believe this. <laughs> what you th- won't believe what happens after that. <laughs> uh, after that, I watched the farewell, which uh, which was funny enough because Mike, I obviously I texted you about this. Yeah. I was like. Listen, there's a movie that's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm fucking losing it, and I can't think of the name. It's about a gram, like a grandma and a, and a girl, and the grandma's dying. What you said was an Asian girl goes to visit her dying grandmother. Uh, yeah. And I knew exactly what it was right away. Uh, just to call out to everyone listening, if you have any way of contacting me, and you are having one of those situations, <laughs> please text me. You were it having is, a brain fart like I did. <laughs> it is like... One of I don't know it's 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 very sad, but it's one of my favorite pastimes to just be given vague information about a movie and try to guess yep. it. So anyway, farewell. Um, the farewell uh, haunting my brain. I really wanted to watch it the last obviously two years um, now that since it came out. Um, and finally, I got to. I was like, I'm in the mood for some tears. Hopefully, I can conjure up some of that wet water work in my eyeballs. And uh, you know, it, it really lived up to that. Because, you know, you, you, you follow this family and how they're uh, basically uh, doing their best not to tell that the, uh, tell the grandmother that she, you know, is dying. And then, you know, yeah, you progress yeah. through the story, this relationship with her and her family and uh, her and Aquafina's character. Um, and then it's like that. I was good. I was good until the last, like, the, one of the last scenes where grandma's waving goodbye as Aquafina's leaving in a taxi. And I was like... That's where it gets you. You're like, <laughs> fuck. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was such a good movie, man. I yeah. was. I'm glad I finally got around to it, even though I mean it's been two years, but you know, it's uh, you know it's not like it was that bad, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic movie. Everybody was great in it. Um, and then I've ruined it by watching uh, the <laughs> mood by watching the spirit after that, which yeah. was um, basically if you know the movies like Sin City or. Uh, whatever else was conjured up from that style of Frank Miller movies. Um, this was pretty much, I think, directly after Sin City. Um, yeah, a couple years. It, uh, yeah. it was Frank Miller banking off the success of his comic book uh, being adapted into a film where he ha- directed one scene mm-hmm. and then directed, you know, people thought the success of that would be enough to sell his name. I'm pretty sure it was a bomb. I'm not entirely sure. It was a bomb in our area. Yeah, I don't think it did entirely well. Um, As of the movie itself, it was 
you know, I like the style. I like the style of how those movies are. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the characters uh, were god awful, and mm-hmm. uh, the script was worse um, somehow uh, because he's the the women in the movies are very type. Like yeah. their type, they are swooning over the men in the movie for the most part. Um, even if you try to argue like how independent they are, how independent the female characters are, they're still very sexualized. So yeah. <laughs> there's that as well. Um, for the most part, I like the style of it. I like I like the kind of story aspect of it. Um, but for the most part, you know, this the script and the characters just aren't that great. And uh, yeah. last but not least, before we. Uh, before we watch the film that uh, we have to watch, of course, uh, we watched Mortal Kombat together, and we, we will did. talk about that a little bit uh, when we get to yours. Yes. Yeah. So that's about uh, it for me. Cool, 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 cool. So I watched uh, six movies altogether. Two of mm. them were rewatches. The first one that I watched is this year's Oscar-winning documentary uh, feature documentary called My Octopus Teacher. Mm. Uh, it is about this guy who is a documentary filmmaker, but was kind of like going through this phase where he was just kind of done with film. And then he started scuba di- or uh, snorkeling every day uh, okay. in, in his at his local beach. Uh, he lives in uh, South Africa, I b- believe, somewhere along the western part because um, he, he talks about the Atlantic Ocean, not the Pacific Ocean. Um, so he goes snorkeling every day and he finds this octopus that kind of just catches his eye. Yeah. And he just gets this idea of just like, I kind of want to study this octopus and see what happens and see if I can get him to tr- uh, get her to trust me. And it's just this, this beautiful like friendship in a way that builds between them for uh, a little over a year. I think it is, it might be less than a year. Um, but you know, wild animals don't have long lifespans. Yeah. Um, especially octopus. I think their lifespan, the, the specific breed or uh, species of octopus that it was, the common octopus only lives like one to two years in the wild. Um, oh, wow. So, so he was with it for half its life, if not less. Yeah, probably uh, more of its life. Because oh, um, yeah. it, it's a it, it's a female octopus, and when female octopus, octopi, uh, lay eggs, they essentially give all of their life force mm-hmm. to making sure those eggs are okay and they don't eat, they don't... Essentially, they kill themselves for their young. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's just kind of following their entire relationship and how it kind of like saved him, got him to love filmmaking again. Uh, it's a beautiful film. It's, it, it really is uh, great sound design. If you can watch it in surround sound, definitely do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching it in my upstairs TV, just trying to get uh, my son to sleep. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go downstairs. Cause this looks like it has great sound design. <laughs> and I was right. Good choice. Absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my octopus teacher highly recommend that it is on Netflix. Uh, then I watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs one and two back to back. I, I uh, saw that because it's go. been a while since I've seen them, and I recently watched uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is by Phil and Lord, uh, Phil and Lord, Lord and Miller, who uh-huh. did the first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and also wrote the second Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, at least the story. Um, and you know they're just fun animated movies. Figured if I have a kid now, I should. Yeah. Slowly throw those in there so Get I don't scar there. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are fun, fun movies. They're filled with puns, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then uh, I watched the 1974 Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, our YouTube channel has a video review where we watched it, or I watched it, and you fell asleep. Absolutely. Because it was during peak season when you're working at FedEx or that, uh, UPS. That sorry. damn ups, man. Yeah, damn damn ups. Uh, we discussed that. Uh, this one is equally as good. Um, my only problem with it is the exact problem I had with the uh, the newer one mm-hmm. uh, is that the ending feels kind of like a cop-out and is kind of not that interesting. Okay. Um, not to get into that anymore, but it's the same exact thing. It's, it's a great movie, well-acted uh, overall, uh, but it's just the ending. And that is Agatha Christie's fault. That's not anyone else's fault. That's just how Agatha Christie wrote it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a eh movie, but it could have been great had the ending been different. Is uh, it, is it better or worse? Well, is it really like on par with the other one? I would say it's on par. It's probably a little more comical. Okay. Um, but I personally like the Kenneth Branagh directed one, uh, more. Yeah. But that's just because I like the actors in it more, and it's less campy. Understandable. Um, but there, there's a scene in this one, uh, which is also kind of done in the Kenneth Branagh one, but it's extended in this one and kind of funnier in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of makes up for it. So th- they both have their equal uh, equality and their, you know, their their what's the word their their uh, improvements, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is. Then we watch Mortal Kombat. We have a video on our YouTube channel for that little video review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also fought beforehand. Absolutely. Um, it was Real. A, a very Real. aggressive fight between us. Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, the best man won. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just check out our review for Mortal Kombat on, on YouTube. Uh, it's a... You know, we tried to make those fun, so hopefully you'll enjoy yeah. it. Um, and then I watched The Assassin, which we'll get into in just a second. Uh, that brings us to news. I believe you said you don't have any news. Yeah, right? I don't really think. I mean, besides Regal, obviously opening up. Yeah, um, Regal. Some more, some more Regals. Yeah. Uh, opening up. There's not really too much news on at least my end that I saw. Yeah. But I heard you got a quick little snippet. Oh yeah. So uh, the one, the biggest failure of uh, Keystone Film Review is that we did not do a trailer reaction or review for Kate Winslet's Mayor of uh, Easttown, <laughs> yeah. which was filmed literally in our hometowns, Coatesville and Downingtown and Phoenixville. Yeah. I drove through the set one day. Like uh, they were letting traffic through, they would stop it and then let it, then let it go. And I drove through the set one day. That's how close it is to us. I drove two blocks and accidentally ended up in, on the set. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I was at a I was at a BM or BLM uh, little uh, protest when that was happening. So I pa- I pretty much passed it, but I didn't go through it like you did. Yeah, well, no, it, they, they filmed in the winter, so it was a couple months before. Oh, okay. The one you went to, at least. Uh, we must have been um, talking about it then. Yeah, you at, probably. Because, I mean, they filmed in Coatesville. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they filmed in Downingtown. They filmed in Phoenixville, Drexel Hill, just okay. all around here. And uh, so uh, the biggest news to come out of that, uh, it's the pride of, of Pennsylvania, is that, mm-hmm. uh, or southeastern Pennsylvania at least, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet loves Wawa. Mm-hmm. As any normal human being should. As any normal human being. So she, she talked about Wawa. She talked about uh, how Evan Peters, who was also in Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. uh, many of you will know him as Quicksilver in the uh, uh, 
the X-Men first class series and also in that quote unquote disappointing reveal in uh, WandaVision. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's disappointing. I think it's hilarious. I but it was a, a lot of, Yeah. A, a lot of people hated it. But he apparently got like a, uh, they were around, they were around here during Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything. And Evan Peters apparently ate so many gobblers. Oh my god! They're it just so became good. like yeah. He, he so, so for those of you who don't know, a gobbler is essentially a turkey dinner on a hoagie roll, um, and he would just eat it. Yep. Every day. Uh, so Evan Peters, Kate Winslet, love Wawa. I love that they love Wawa. Mm-hmm. Take that sheets. Absolutely. I I don't I honestly like. I love the feud between Wawa and Sheets. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Sheets. I just no. like Wawa more. But I get why people like Sheets more. Mm-hmm. The feud is just fun. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, Wawa for life, uh, anything else, and uh, go kick rocks. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> We're kicking. Right so that now. is possibly the greatest, biggest news, most important news of all time. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess, we'll just get into uh, the assassin then. Yeah, just that. Just like that. That segue. Yes. You like that, huh? <laughs> yes. The Assassin. A female assassin receives a dangerous mission to kill a political leader in in, in 8th century China. Uh, it is directed by, and I apologize ahead of time for butchering these names, Xiao Sheng Hu, and it is written by Cheng Ah, Tian Wen Shu, Xiao Sheng Hu, uh, Mai Meng She, and Xing Pei. It is starring Kishu, uh, Chen Cheng. Yung Xiao and Satoshi Sumabuki. Excuse me. Those names just brought up some gas. I heard. And uh, yeah, so I picked this because I heard that it has beautiful cinematography, uh, which it does, and uh, that it is very good. And um, honestly, it is not what I expected at all from a name like The Assassin. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely thought it was definitely going to be a lot more action-packed than it was. I, yeah. to be, I've i never heard of this movie, uh, putting that on the board right off the bat. I had only seen the poster and a few stills from it. Yeah. Uh, I had not even seen the trailer before we picked this, or I picked this. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I knew barely a little bit more than you. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, from the from the name alone, it, it's kind of I mean it it's, it is what it is like for sure, but yeah. it's kind of like not what you would expect from the title. 
Yeah, it's it's a very slow moving mm-hmm. throughout the. It's not even a slow burn. It's a slow moving. Slow burns usually indicate that there is a payoff at the end, and that's yeah. not to say that this doesn't have a payoff. But it's the same tone throughout, for better or worse. It's going to be one of those movies where you're either going to love it or you're you're going to be uh, bored by it. Uh, um, I don't want to say bored by it, but like. It, you're you're not going to be as impressed with it as it yeah. probably intends. If, if you're going in with certain expectations of the movie, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. Like, I, I went in with nothing, to be honest. Yeah. Obviously, because I knew nothing about this movie besides the name of it, which was Assassin. <laughs> yeah. Li- it lived up to the, that part. The Assassin. <laughs> yeah, The Assassin. Um, no, but yeah, it, it really starts off with a uh, a kind of... French new wave vibe where it's black and white. It's beautiful landscapes. Uh, there's not much going on. And then the assassin just kills someone. She assassinates. She assassinates. She does her job and and kills someone. And it, it does a really good job of establishing her character right off the bat. Kind of like this assassin that you don't expect to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a, uh, controller or whatever you would want to call the someone who her boss uh her her what's the word like parental type figure the head of her Um, assassins yes which is which is uh, they refer to her as the nun i don't even know if she has an actual name um that's kind of the thing with with these uh foreign films it's kind of sometimes hard to keep track of names yeah um but it's it, it, it's it's a, an extremely artistic film, which I was not expecting. Um, I was expecting, you know, a normal like show showman assassin type film, mm-hmm. and and what we got is more of a. Uh, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. Like every scene is like one or two shots. Um, Beautiful shots and and like long shots. I was gonna say that mostly long shots. Yeah, the very silent throughout. The sound design is incredible, uh, just with it, it with its immersion because it really puts you in the scene. There's nothing there that seems artificial. It all feels very real, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's just. I I think my biggest problem with it is that it builds this tension through this silence, but then doesn't have much of a payoff. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that nothing exciting happens because exciting things do happen and the story is compelling, but it's just, it, it's missing an element that really pushes it over the edge for me. Yeah. It's, um, so the, for, for the most part, uh, this, this girl's a, an assassin, um, she's she's basically told to go assassinate certain people. There's a person that she decides not to assassinate, um, and basically, you know, she gets kind of punished for that. Not like you know, you know, slaps slaps and punches like to the body or anything. But she's like, hey, you're going somewhere else because <laughs> clearly you've got a you still got a human mind, and we don't like that. We don't like yeah. human minds. We That's don't disgusting. like those human minds. No. Um, you've got an attachment, and we're going to get rid of that. So yeah. she gets sent somewhere else to uh, get rid of that human mind. And, and uh, to do that, she has to uh, assassinate her cousin. Her husband, her cousin, yeah. Uh, her, um, which you know obviously creates some conflict here, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it kind of creates her backstory or begins to the start of her backstory. 
uh, with the nun kind of taking her in at a young age and raising her to be an assassin. Um, but it, th- that's when it kind of, I don't want to say it slows down, because uh, I, I really love that aspect of the story, the, the conflict of, do I want to stay in this assassin life and kill my cousin? Yeah, she becomes, um, she becomes this, and this is why it slows down for the most part, is because she's, she's going to go kill this person, but then she's pretty much learning pretty much about kind of her family and like this, this guy and his family. And yeah. she eventually starts becoming more of this guardian angel and like watching over these people. And that's why it kind of slows down and nothing's yeah. really happening. It's just kind of like, a lot of silence and then yeah. some and talking it's, and then it's she's not, just it's like, like looming and protecting more than yeah. anything. And it's not like the, uh, with her becoming a guardian angel, it needs to slow down at that point. It, it like, you know, in another style of film, it could have been like, you know, the, the nun sends another assassin and she has to fight that assassin to protect yeah. her cousin. Uh, but it really just kind of becomes a political drama at that point, which yeah, don't really have a problem with. Um, yeah, there's just there's mostly a lot of talking about things that are happening between two different uh, dynasties. I, dynasty, yeah. Di- di- um, I think it's pronounced dynasty, but it could be it, dynasty. I'm not sure. Tomato, tomato, doesn't matter. T- 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 potato, 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 tomato, tomato. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's, I feel like uh, kind of like with uh, much ado about nothing from last week. I feel like this is probably a lot more impactful for. Chinese people, yeah. uh, where, you know, because it's based off of actual history. Yeah, it's um, from a 19th century martial arts story. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure, you know, it's going off what it can from that, obviously. Exactly. Um, and for the most part, it, it, I would assume, of course, I've never read the story. I would assume that it would do it justice. And just with the cinematography and everything, like it uh, definitely does it justice on that part for sure. Yeah. Because um, it, it was a beautiful movie. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I liked looking at it real good. Yeah, definitely. But it, like like you were saying, it was, it is a, kind of like a slow burn for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the aspect I probably like most about it is because a lot of the scenes that she's not in. Mm-hmm. It's kind. It's shot in a way that like maybe she's there and we're seeing from her perspective. Uh, so it's a lot of like long shots throughout the entire scene, just watching the the characters interact. And I really like that fly on the wall aspect. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, you really see the scenes that she is watching unfold, how it how it affects her, uh, to the point where it kind of um, feels like a very for lack of a better word, emo type assassin film where it's just like, I could see this being set to emo music and mm-hmm. being like a artsy type music video um, where it's just these, these beautiful, but also somewhat depressing landscapes with this lonely girl just standing in the middle of it with a tear rolling down her cheek, stuff, stuff like that. Uh, it's not a phase. It's it's not a face. It's my life, mom. <laughs> um, but, but it's just it, the if if it weren't for the cinematography and the style and just everything visually and sound design of this film, I probably would not have been in, as invested as I was. Yeah, it definitely um, wouldn't have the same feeling going forward for sure. Absolutely. Uh, 
there was one part that I laughed at a lot, which was uh, the um, the part uh, where her either her cousin or her cousin's guard is being attacked and she protects them uh, as one of them is being buried alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget exactly what this scenario is there, but that the, the shallow grave that they're burying him in reminds me of the grave that we dug for the Mormons are coming to bury Blake in. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, that's one shallow gl- gl- uh, gl- um, grave. Yes, and it reminded grave. me of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I, I don't, it just made me laugh. And I just, I love and hate it when <laughs> things like that pull me out of it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a movie that I really want to love, but yeah. there's just not enough there for me to love. Um, and pretty, pretty much the same for me. I mean, I, I really like looking at it. There was, yeah. it was cool to see like this guardian angel aspect instead of like, uh, you know, like some crouching tiger and I'm not talking shit on crouching tiger. Like they they did kind of slightly have those those moments of like flying around. You know? Yeah, not not as bad as Crouching Tiger, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I'm glad it kind of wasn't fully like that for sure. But it did need it did need a little bit more more something for sure to kind of yeah. get you through those lull moments. Um, and a lot of people, and I don't think yeah, it was ever really advertised as this. I don't know what the trailer was like or anything but a lot of people were complaining about the amount of action that are in like not in this for sure honestly and giving I, it bad grades just for that alone yeah i i believe that uh it's kind of uh extreme example here kind of like drive when a lot of people thought it was a fast and furious movie mm-hmm. but it was in, instead a masterpiece of a film about violence and and men and everything and, and all that and just how many people hated on drive just because of what it wasn't like the fast and the furious and and drive is by no means slow moving mm-hmm. drive has a lot of action in it it's just because people had to think they were upset uh i feel like that that's an extreme example because drive is still an extremely entertaining movie even if you are expecting just car chases the whole time uh whereas this it's definitely more character based and and you have to listen to the dialogue and and pay attention to it and uh which i don't have a problem with but i i was as i was watching i was like oh yeah people are going to hate this for the sole reason that is not what the name Mm -hmm. suggests yeah i mean the action sequences that were there were they were cool like right off the bat there's this chick just fucking runs through a tree line and just slices this dude's neck yeah i mean i do that every tuesday though who doesn't um yeah but yeah i mean like a lot of people were just like expecting like crazy over the top action which kind of it's kind of sad that they would just grade it like a two out of five just for that alone yeah um yeah it is what it is though you know people yeah it is people got Um, expectations yeah I mean, I had expectations too, but I also can adjust them pretty well. Pretty much 15 minutes into this, I was like, oh, it's this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And then adjusted my, my expectations. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of wrapped it all up pretty nicely. I, I don't have too much more to say about this. I, it's pretty to look at. It's beautiful sound design. This, the end credit song is a great song. Mm-hmm. I just let the credits run because that song was great, and um, and uh, the acting in this was really good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, there's technically this is a good movie. Uh, I just think it is a little too slow paced and could have either been shorter or 
uh, had a little bit longer action sequences because when there is action sequences, they're very short lived. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to the judgment. Uh, as always, it has to be unanimous decision whether this becomes a little shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, it was my pick, so I'm gonna go first. The, you know, what we just said kind of wraps everything up. It, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film, uh, sound, picture, acting, all that. Um, but I am not quite sure it has enough to warrant being a shelf boy. I don't feel like I'll ever watch it again. I don't think it provides enough to make me want to watch it again. So for yeah. that, I'm going to say it is not a shelf boy. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna also say the same. I mean, there's not really much else that I have there, but uh, yeah, it can't be a shelf boy regardless. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the, everything else was there. It's just, it, it was lull. It yeah. was like just a lull there. Yeah. And it's just sad that there was, you know? Yeah. But it I is, mean, it is what it is, you know? With exactly. The, with what the story was and everything like that. Exactly. It is by no means a bad movie, but it's not one that I'm going to go around widely recommending to people. Mm-hmm. So, the assassin does not make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Hopefully they don't come kill us for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that brings us to our plugs for this week. Uh, it is my turn to go first. I'm going to do a little dirty boy. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I called it that. I don't know but either. <laughs> I'm going to break the rules a little bit, and I am going to plug two things. Oh. Uh, the first thing is uh, from a sketch from SNL when Elon Musk... Uh, um, <laughs> What's the word? I hosted it uh, two two weekends ago, uh, and that is because there. Speaking of Mayor of East Town and Wawa and Kate Winslet loving Wawa, which is as we all know going to save the world. That little Absolutely. fact, it's going to save the world. SNL made poked fun at that show, but mostly the the southeastern Delco accent in uh, a sketch on their YouTube page and on that show that Elon Musk hosted called. Murder Durder. <laughs> murder Durder. And the, the main reason I am plugging this is because about halfway through at about the, the, the scene starts at like a minute 25. They're looking at a map and they're talking about all the, the very specific town names that are real, proving that they did their research. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the actors on SNL says Downingtown which is my hometown. I was raised there, lived there from when I was three until I was 27, not mm. including going to college because I don't really consider me when I lived in Florida living, living, living there, even though Absolutely. I did. Um, so, yeah, they, they say Downingtown, and it was like all the gossip, all the hot goss. So that is Murder Durder on the <laughs> SNL page. And it's also just really fun. There's a lot of Philly references in there. Uh, they, they poke fun at a very silly accent and do it in a respectful like, but also... Like water. Yeah, water, uh, Durder, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a bunch of st- stupid <laughs> there's, stuff. There's a lot of weird shit that yeah, we say uh, over here. Yeah, they, they bring out Grilly. I, I don't personally yeah, say it, but they, they mention Gritty and the Fanatic, so there's mm-hmm. that. Um, it's just a really fun sketch. Uh, honestly, a lot of people from Philly are going to like love and hate it just because it, it gets us so hard. Yeah. But well, not even us. We don't even speak like that. I, was you know say, what I don't saying. speak like that in the slightest. Yeah, yeah we don't. We, we're, we're a little too far west to speak like I that. I think the, the craziest thing I say here is John sometimes. John. I say John and I... Uh, 
apparently pronounced mountain in a very specific way. I don't know how, why but you would I, say mountain weird, but... <laughs> yeah, we don't say mountain weird. Uh, you say mountain mount, weird. Mountain weird. Um, sometimes I say Warsh and Wooder just for fun, but... It, <laughs> my, my roommate does that a lot, and it, yeah. it, it blows my mind. Yeah, but anyway, Murder Dirter on SNL I did not mean for it to be this long. The only reason is because they say Downingtown, and it brings me pride and joy that mm-hmm. Downingtown is mentioned on SNL. Highly accurate, says the Dilco Daily. The writers clearly Googled. They were the foods and the towns. Third on this third matches the steam down in Downingtown. Del Roysford past Hokesson. Past Conchahawken? No, past Hokesson over by the Jagoff Bridge. Great, and you guys can spell uh, that for A little town of only 10,000 people. Uh, but then my real, real plug is going to be, uh, I, I don't know if you're into this, Glenn, uh, I like myself a little Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's not where I thought that was heading. A dungeon part, sure. <laughs> it don't, oh, oh. Uh, dungeons and Dragons is really fun. Uh, I just started playing it maybe like two, three years ago. I'm really new at it, but it's it's still fun to play with my friends. Uh, there is a a YouTube channel called Dimension Twenty, which is. Uh, hosted by someone from College Humor and invo- involves a lot of College Humor folk. Uh, mm-hmm. And they just play Dungeons & Dragons with really elaborate, elaborate set pieces, and it's really cool to watch. Uh, so that is my main plug, even though I'm talking about it way less than Murder Dirter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dimension 20 on YouTube. Uh, check it out. It's a really fun D&D channel. I've been taking so many drugs for so long. I need to do this for the good of the rats. I can't buy a bigger house because then it'll be obvious I'm in the mob. The show must go on! You come from my family. You come from my friends. I will drop you. And we're all just going to have a fun time getting out of here. (laughs) And all is men dead! We're already outside at this. You want to go outside? I love it when people do this. I don't know what else is going on, but I can fight. Finally, the great day of our lives sucked anyway. What is about yeah. to come back? Yeah! <laughs> it's been good knowing you. Really, get your brick butt in here. <laughs> you jumped into the air. Another box of Doom Roll. Finally! It happened! 19. What the f? I've got to be doing this. First attack is a net 20! <laughs> That is a net twenty. Oh! Alright. Yeah, I've never I've never gotten into D and D, um mainly because I also have never tried it. Um, it's fun. I think it's more of my like own it. fault than anything. But you yeah. know, it's essentially just like a video game. It's, this is the dumbest, but also the only way to say it. it's a video game with your mind. Yeah. So create your own stories and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Um Mine's going to be a little bit more selfish than yours was. Mm. Uh, so we just released three uh, different videos on our uh, Keystone did. Film Review YouTube. And by we, I mean Mike went hard this weekend. Ma- I making went them. Hard. hard. He went herder-dirtered on it. Um, Murder-dirtered. Uh, so we got Mortal Kombat review. We were talking about that a little bit. If you mm-hmm. want to obviously hear what we thought about, or mostly me, <laughs> thought about <laughs> Mortal Kombat. That is up. That is live. We got the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer reaction. That is up. And then, of course, we got The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, or Diddy. Uh, that is also 
up on has a trailer reaction. It's up on our our little little shapupu. Yeah, all up on the KFR YouTube and in the uh, Conjuring one, I have some beef to squash. <laughs> Absolutely, with ha- Halloween Karen. He squashes that some stupid burf. bitch. That skank of a mom whore. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's a really sh- short story. I it's it's I used to really like Halloween, and then when I was twelve, uh, this woman would not give me candy because she thought I was like eighteen because I was six feet tall by the time I was twelve. It's and even though I was in full costume, truly disgusting it, it, act of a human being. Yes, it ruined Halloween for me. I have never looked at Halloween the same, and I know that's not that big of a deal, but like. If if someone's gonna be that much of a Karen about Halloween, what's mm-hmm. the fucking point? Yeah. So yeah. yeah absolutely. So yeah, that's that's <sighs> that my bitch. plug. Little little self, <laughs> little <laughs> selfishness there. Um, yeah. But that is uh, that's it, right? All right. Yeah. Those are our plugs. Let's. Uh, what's our assignment, Glenn? It's your turn to pick. Yeah. Um, all right. So here we here we little go, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I have a movie that's going to be on multiple platforms here. Ooh. Uh, we got Sling TV. We got Amazon Prime Video. We got Philo, and we have Hulu. Ooh. So this movie is on all those platforms for free. Well, technically not free if you Some have of those them platforms. Have ads, yeah. yeah. Um, but this one's going to be called Monsters Ball. I've been coming here for damn near eleven years, and I'm tired. Only reason I'm here so you can say goodbye to your son. Lionsgate Home Entertainment proudly presents Academy Award winner Billy Bob Thornton. Do you know what you did? You should have done it. Academy Award winner Halle Berry. Hank! Who are you? My name is Letitia Musgrove. Me and Hank is uh, friends. Peter Boyle. It's a time when they knew their place. Where are you going? I met your daddy. <laughs> Keith Ledger. You hate me. Yeah, I hate you. I always did. And Sean Combs. I've always believed that a portrait captures a person far better than a photograph. It truly takes a human being to really see a human being. In one of the most acclaimed films of the year. Uh, this is a movie that I've never seen before. I hear a lot of things. I hear there's a kind of a a little little scene in between Billy Bob Thornton and Holly Berry, of course. Um, but let's let's get into it. We got Monsters Ball. After a family tragedy, a racist prison guard reexamines his attitudes while falling in love with an African American wife of the last prisoner he executed. Mm. Holy shit! I didn't know it was about all that. I just <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, wow. We're in for a heavy movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I know this. This has kind of been on my radar for a while, and I saw that you didn't see it yet. So I'm like, we could both knock it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Taylor Simpson, Heath Ledger, uh, Holly Berry, obviously, most deaf. Uh, I saw Sean P. Diddy Combs was in there too, I believe. Peter Boyle's also in there. Yasin Bay, uh, aka Mos Def. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's in that. So we got a, a lot of talent in there. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of excited for it for sure. 
Yeah, uh, Halle Berry won the Oscar for that. I don't know if you already said that, but mm, she, no, she won the Oscar for uh, Best Supporting Actress in that. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, interested in watching this. It seems very heavy. I was not expecting. Yeah, I was not expecting that synopsis yeah. at all. I really didn't hear about this movie at yeah. all. I was just like, I, I heard things, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that is Monster's Ball. That is available on Hulu, Amazon Prime, Sling, and Philo. Yeah. Is that all of them? Philo, Philo, whatever it's called. Philo, I believe there were four of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can check that on those streaming services. Watch that and then prepare for next week's episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. I've been trying to post on there more lately, uh, so hopefully we'll be more active with that. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review, Review, where you can check out Glenn's selfish little plug absolutely and as always i am mike kfr on letterboxd and i am glenn kfr on letterboxd on letterboxd <laughs> and that will do it until next week when we watch a honestly seems very depressing movie yeah we shall I see i am excited and not excited for it so uh yeah <laughs> bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.